and welcome back to another brand new episode this week we've got special guests des milan destiny spencer and we talked about a lot this week we talked about the matrix we talked about clb we did the clb review comparisons of artists we talked about transitions and then we ended off with a nice game of slap or trash this is the experience Welcome back, everybody. It is episode eight. We're almost at the end. My name is Jay. My name is Darren. <laughs> and my name like is that? Destiny, but you could call me Des Milan. Period. Yes, we have special guest Des Milan, Destiny, my home skillet, my bestie. She is guest hosting today. We're going to give her a little round of applause. I think I know how to work it this week. Let's see if it... Um, Okay, so it's loading. So it's not going to work uh, yet. Oh, no, yeah. here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Darren, how was, how was your, um, your weekend? Man. Man. I had a great weekend. I can't even lie, bro. I needed this weekend, man. I feel like I've been tapping in on a whole another level just like I, especially during this time like i just i think it's because we're kind of hardwired to like think of september or like the fall time to really start tapping in because we already started school around that time so always in my head i'm like i gotta go hard and you know start a new job and shit yeah been busy so like this this weekend you know it was, it was kind of you know necessary i ended up you know going out of town seeing my line brother uh shout out to a lot of us um we uh, ended up linking up. <laughs> uh, we ended up linking up me and a couple of my other line brothers, and we just, you know, went to uh, just see the town. He lives out in Dallas, so you know, we was like, "Fuck!" It's it's a lot of shit that we had. We had a lot of fun, man. Like I, I really want to say, like, shout out to OG. He's a good host because we we didn't did we didn't been to a couple clubs, been to a couple spots like to eat. And, man, when people say, like, everything's bigger in Texas, they do not lie. I feel like when I was okay. walking down the street, like, all the buildings Even the was just so much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like the, the bugs be big. Like, the, the butts <laughs> and the bugs. Like, all that shit be fucking big. The buildings, like, you be, like, walking down the street like, whoa. Damn. That's, you can relate because you're from Dallas. Bitch, I'm not from Dallas. Dallas. I'm from Detroit. <laughs> I'm a Detroit Ray. See, you about Boy, to get her t- Oh, you about to get her on tip. Don't do that. But I do live in Dallas, and I do love it down here a lot. No, yeah. Dallas was fun, man. You know what? What do uh, what do girls be saying every time they be done with trips? Dallas owes me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas owes me nothing. Type shit. No, it it was for sure fun. Cool. Um, had a good time. That's what for me. I've been in LA for like a little over a week now. And you know, I feel like I'm finally settling. I had a little homesick moment, but we'll talk about it. But good news, um, I hopped off the plane at LAX with no money and no car. And now (laughs) I got a job and a car. Period. (laughs) Close enough, close enough, close enough. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how was your weekend? My weekend was great. You know, I went out, 
I celebrated. Oh shit, was that the week? When was my birthday? September first. What did I do this weekend? I feel like I got drunk this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the, hey, that's a good weekend. sign. She don't remember. <laughs> I think I did. I just have so much going on in my life, y'all. I have a. Shirt. I mean, it was your birthday. You had that fun. Just had my a baby. My birthday was like on a yeah. I just had a baby. I've been so busy. I just been oh, taking man. care of business this weekend for real, for real. I feel that. That's good. But I've been deciding like career choices. I feel like I don't know if I want to use my degree. I don't think I give a fuck about my degree no more. <laughs> but that's I'm using mine, but uh, it's not really doing much. <laughs> well, no, I should yeah. say that my degree is because degree, like if you have a degree that like gets you ahead in like interviews, because they're like, oh, you've had a structured like education, so yeah. they want to see you. Cause I it does, no but then it don't at the same time. I feel like it's all about this world. Like, the real world is about, about connections because that's how I'm getting in, yeah. like, the places that I'm getting in right now because of connections, not because that my degree. True. You feel me? It's like, really yeah. about who you know for me, and what I you feel, know. I, I feel like it was a mixture of both for my situation because I had a connection, but also they liked that degree. They're like, oh, Michigan State. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not qualified to work here at all. But you know it's okay. They're gonna train my ass, and then I'm gonna be great. And yeah, so it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. before we get into things, I do want to just you know send my condolences to Michael K. Williams' family. Um, he recently passed away. He was a Emmy nominated, and he's Emmy winner. Um, actor. He was in The Wire. He was in uh, Lovecraft Country, two of my favorite shows. I love both of those shows. Um, just phenomenal um, actor. Uh, so condolences to him, his family. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, rest in peace, the king. Man, Michael K. Williams. Literally. It's, it's actually, man, it, like, I was actually thinking about Michael K. Williams not too long ago, like, just thinking about, like, how he's, like, just such a criminally underrated. Like, I was just like, People see him in a lot of stuff, but like a lot of people didn't know know his actual name, like knew him from certain roles. But you will see him in so much, and you will be like his performance, like definitely like shine so bright. She probably shine probably the brightest in whatever project he was in. And it was just like you know, you know, to hear about this, um, uh, and yeah, just to hear about it, see it on Twitter, see it on news outlets, and just you know, it just broke my heart. You know, he's, yeah. he's a phenomenal actor, phenomenal person, you know, and it seems like he's, of course, you know, he's flowered um, now more than ever because he's passed. Um, yeah, so, it's, but no, mm-hmm. I definitely send my, condol- my condolences to Michael K. Williams, man, his family. I, I pray for his family, <laughs> his friends, people who are actually close to him in the industry, and, you know, the fans as well, because this is definitely a big blow to... You know, not only like just the like the black community, but just the film and TV mm-hmm. community as well. It's just overall just a devastating thing to happen. Yeah. But yeah. speaking of Michael K. Williams, did y'all see what Fifty Cent said about that man? That was some whole ass shit. I don't even get like, me started on that shit. That nigga. I love Cent, power. Bro. I love the whole power series and everything. I love Raising Canaan. I love. You know, I like some of the 50 Cent songs, but like, 
When are we gonna cancel Fifty Cent? Like <laughs> he's just, that never, was just so disrespectful. He's never gonna get canceled, man, because he's always gonna have that fan base that's like, oh, he's he's speaking his mind. So he's saying some real shit. Y'all trying to cancel him and silence him, and you know how they try to play that card. But like you know that nigga, man, he's got shot almost like nine times type shit. I see why he's still not out of here. Like <laughs> this nigga is gonna be here. He's gonna be in your head, and he's like that type of pester. Just like Kanan. Okay, because that's yeah, is he Kanan, like is he literally? I feel like Kanan's based off of fucking yeah, basically more or less, yeah. more or less like and type shit. And the thing is, it probably bothered him that the wire yeah is just so much better than any of the shit that he can probably make possibly make. That shit like was that hard, po- like bro. power is that it's not better than pop like I mean power's not better than the wire, raising Kane is not better than the wire like none of that shit. And Michael K was like a. It, like central figure to that, but I heard they had. I never beef, watched though. that show. I never watched that show. They actually had beef, so like that's why that nigga is like, he said, "I don't stand on that fake love shit." If you die and I had beef with you, I'm spitting on your grave, type shit. Ooh. He's type. That's so, that's how Fifty's. Oh, is. that's so disrespectful. But you know how niggas be with beef, and you know Fifty hip hop, so he raps. So like this nigga is really a part. Like he's really like look, and he's in, he's been in the streets. He grew up in the streets. Like this nigga's like, hey, look, if I got beef with you. I don't kill. Do let's talk about why. People are like, oh, it's hip hop, so it's okay for me to be outrageously disrespectful. Like, I feel like that's so fucked up. And we, I think it's, oh, yeah, I kind of think it tarnishes like the rep of hip hop. Like, you can get away with so much just because it's hip hop. Like, I feel like we should have like a higher standard, not just just because it's hip hop, you shouldn't be able to get away with some bullshit. I think you're thinking more of the genre and less of the culture. Like, I think Mm -hmm. hip hop as it culturally, too. No, not even cult. No, I'm telling you, like culturally, like with hip hop, has just been so much of, so much of like the the streets. Like most of the stories that are portrayed in hip hop, most of the raps are based off like true stories that have happened. Like people being in the streets. Us as black people, we've been disenfranchised for so long. Like we've been in this position for so long. We have different stories of like how we had to come up out of whatever we had to come up out of, be hungry for whatever, and that competitive nature fuel what rap kind of is today. And like what rap mm-hmm. and what rap is like the the music and the culture like it really goes hand in hand. So like that when they people say like this is hip hop, like a lot of the stories that are being told in the songs that we love and we bump and we and we champion and albums and artists that we champion are from those real street stories. So when niggas act real street, uh, based off some shit that like they've learned, but based off the hip hop past, like we you know it's just kind of like you know be like this is hip-hop like so this is like but i i feel like you i i I get that i get all of that but i also but i don't mean i condone violence that that don't mean i condone violence like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be linked to hip like i feel like you should say you're a shitty person because you're a shitty person not because oh i'm doing hip-hop are you street i have the past to do this right or or you're a street person oh that's 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 my street nature not oh i'm i'm doing hip-hop so i have the right to do this because there's a lot of niggas in hip hop that don't know that lifestyle that fake rap about a bunch mm-hmm. of shit that they've never experienced mm-hmm. and then that's are assholes in real life and they're like oh like this this is hip hop I can get away with that that's some fucking that's a whole another that's a whole another topic that's why it's like yeah I definitely get what you're saying but a lot of that history and a lot of that culture is just too intertwined to be like we can necessarily or the people in that culture can separate mm-hmm. again they can't really be like this thing. You know, they're going to they gonna keep saying this is hip-hop because this is what all they know type shit. But I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it shouldn't be, like, associated with that. But that's just kind of what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, 
That Matrix, the Matrix is about to come out. Matrix number nah, four. Nigga, we've been having, bro, we've been having trailer after trailer of some good shit, man. We, I'm excited for like what the movie the landscape is gonna be. Well, Dog. we gonna see because crazy. I don't know if they're gonna shut everything down again. No, Matrix later, is bro. coming out. It's coming out. They, they gonna they gonna yeah. figure out a way to make that bitch come out though. But yeah, I'm I'm Look. excited to see the trailer though. Mm-hmm. And Tr- Neo's still in it. Trinity is in it. I don't think Morpheus is in it. He's not in uh, it. Really? But I think Yaya. I don't know his last. No, name. you know Yaya's in it. You saw that. Yeah. Yaya. No, 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 no. I was saying I think Yaya is playing a younger version of Morpheus. I believe. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. So this. So, so they're gonna be going back in time or something. I have no clue, like what the, what they're really about, how they gonna play it. <laughs> is so this a sequel? So this is gonna be like a sequel or like a remake? It's a sequel. So it's not a remake. It's like they got Keanu Reeves in it. Okay, because I'm tired of these remakes. Like I feel like a lot of things that they remake and just do not need to get remade. Like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I don't think it needs a remake. Like yeah, yeah. I heard about that. They're trying to do a drama, dramatic. I don't want to like, see a dramatic take on that. Right. Though. I love French. <laughs> I like, I I like French because it's a take. comedy. You're right. <laughs> that shit, that's why it hits so much. Niggas be trying to be fake deep and because they're not that creative. Yes. They be trying I, to shit and try to make some cheese off it. You know. But back to the Matrix, I am so interested to see how they're going to do this plot because how the fuck is yeah. Keanu Reeves in it? And Neo died in the third movie. So, oh, sorry, yeah. spoiler, y'all. If you haven't oh, seen, bro, that movie's been out for like fifteen years. What the fuck are you? Doing? But, um, <laughs> that movie's been out for like. Get the fuck up out of yeah. here! If you ain't seen that shit. That's on you, nigga. Fuck it's that spoiler on, shit. It's on HBO Max. If you got that, all three movies are on there. Go watch the Matrix. Go but, watch that bitch. So but, it's gonna be yeah. four Matrix movies. Yeah, yeah. So it's not gonna be a trilogy anymore. Now it's officially a saga. Mm, well, okay. I, yeah, it's a saga, but they might still group that shit as a trilogy, and this might they might bring if this is successful. You already know what Hollywood's gonna do another mm-hmm. trilogy. They need two more movies with that exact same shit going on right there, so they can make a second one. They did that for, for Star Wars. I love it. They did that shit for so much. Hey, look, we'll see how Jada Pinkett how, how Smith it really is in it too. Off. Who? Yeah, I saw Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay, oh, that's gonna it. be lit. That's gonna be lit. Her ball headed too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nah, you, when you get you know when this you know somebody said out. it looks like she fucks well and I was like wow <laughs> <laughs> what the hell <laughs> ain't no will about to get his get back quit playing Margot yeah Robbie. he has a movie coming out too no I'm talking about this get back with Jada on that. Uh, uh, after you know, August Alcina entanglement bullshit that we had to endure last year. He already got his lick back. It just wasn't publicized. It, hey, look. Either way, we gotta know, cause she been winning. She been getting on his ass. That nigga was crying. He was a meme. He he looked. He was on the verge <laughs> of tears on, on her show, and he became a meme. You know how sad that shit is, bro. You know, imagine becoming a meme from your trauma, bro. Like that's fucking crazy. <laughs> Like he was really fucking sick, and we over here like, he's over here for real. Like we was for sure just cooking this nigga. Hey, hey, we gonna get off, man. That's how I be though. But no, I'm excited for Matrix, man. 
That's gonna go crazy. Yeah. Hey, oh, did you see Shang-Chi? Wait, wait, wait. One last thing I want to say about the Matrix. The fucking, like, the rollout for this shit is dope as fuck. Like, go oh, yeah. onto Yaya's page, click the link in his bio. It might be in Keanu Reeves' bio, too. Click that link, and that's all I'm going to say. Because that shit is just dope as fuck. Like, oh, my God. Okay. All right, that's it. See, he knew it was Yaya page. He didn't even say Keanu. He's like, maybe it's on his shit, but I know it's <laughs> Yaya's my on baby. Yaya's page. <laughs> He's been my baby ever since uh, Watchmen when I, you know, that one scene. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I was about to say, did you see Chang-Chi that, you know, that Mark, new Marvel movie came out? I, ain't get I to haven't see it seen it yet. I'm going to go see it nah. now that I've I don't, I'm not a fan of Marvel movies, but my uh, son is, so I guess I'm going just... to have to start getting into it. Yeah. Wow. Because he's in there watching Loki right now. <laughs> I think if hey, you really there. watched it, you would like. Why don't you like Marvel? It's I don't know. I'm not like an action like movie type of person. I like oh, yeah, you fair. know like thrillers, movies that like make you think type movies. You know like mind bending movies. I'm a Marvel's kind of mind bending. Well, okay. not like yeah. that though. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. If you watch if you watch Wandavision, especially if you watch Loki, that both of those yeah. are very mind bending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I those guess. are some good shows. You, you can just give if you got Disney, like get on Disney Plus, and they already got like a section where it's Marvel, the MCU, and timeline order, and just spend some time just watching that bitch. Like, take your time. Yeah. Don't even, don't even like rush on it. Just be like, I'm gonna just watch it in order, and then you might have a different appreciation of it. Maybe honestly, the only Marvel I... movie I probably I... watch is like SpongeBob. I mean, not Spider Man. Oh hell no. <laughs> Not SpongeBob. Hey, no, that Spider-Man trailer. That's hey, look, That's what I was telling Jay, bro. Spider-Man. Don't know. Don't nobody give a fuck about the rest of nobody else in Marvel for real, other than Spider. Every all Spider-Man fans give true. a fuck about that shit. No, but look, I'm Wanda. telling you, it's people, it's Spider-Man fans that don't care about nobody else but Spider-Man. But there's yeah. mar- every single Marvel fan is also a fan of Spider-Man. That's so if you're true. a fan of Wanda, you're in effect a fan of Spider-Man. But there's Spider-Man niggas that's like fuck everybody else. If you ain't Spidey, get the fuck out of my face. I don't care about no story you got going on. Yeah. But yeah, you need to get into Marvel because honestly, from watching Marvel movies, me and Darren be having deep conversations about the universe just because Marvel, it fucking does that. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but yeah. I be falling asleep off that shit, though. Like, I really do be trying to watch them, but I really be falling asleep. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just can't get into it. I'll try because, you know. Yeah. But, well, um, yeah. so that's what you saying, already we were talking. Oh, go ahead. We're, no, go ahead. no, go ahead. Oh, I, okay. I was just gonna say, Des, <laughs> so you were talking about that. Um, we were talking about how you live in Dallas, you're from Texas, and Texas has been wilding with the fucking legislation. And right. Sharon told me to ask you this week, what do you think about that? Because this shit is crazy. So the floor is yours, boo. Well, you know, I've just been a Dallas resident. I'm not even technically a Dallas or Texas resident yet because I still got my Michigan ID. But <laughs> but um I you know, coming down here has been a very big culture shock, you know, trans just transitioning from a more democratic, you know, ran state to a Republican state. It has been a lot on me, especially with, like, this whole legislation with the anti-abortion thing and them banning abortions after six weeks. When when I found out I was pregnant with my second son, I was about that, at, you know, around that, you know, that, that gestational age. So 
Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very unfair because a lot of women don't even find out they're pregnant until, like, they're three months. Like, you know? So, I feel like, you know, I, I, I really don't understand why Greg Abbott, you know, our governor that's rolling around in a wheelchair. <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> I really don't understand why a man and these other men, you know, are trying to police women's bodies. And I feel like it's going to be, you know, something that is going to cause a lot of women to, like, die from because, you know, women are going to go to extreme measures to just get an abortion because not everybody can afford to fly out of the state to go to other states to get an abortion, you know? So I feel like it's bullshit. Um, Yeah. Not only that, like, then there's this thing where they're asking Lyft drivers or if you suspect people that's getting an abortion, um, you can report them. You can, I think it's, you can get like up to $10,000 and it's like, you know, not, not, and now you're violating people's, you know, privacy and privacy, like, I think yeah. fucking HIPAA too. Like, ain't that HIPAA? So, yeah, because like, it's medical. I think, I don't, well, it'd be a stretch, but I don't know. Like, I don't know, yeah. like. So, I just, you know, that's that's something that I, you know, I can't get past, you know, even though I live in Dallas, which is like a blue, you know, county and stuff, you know, it still affects me because it's like, why is this shit so strict? And it's not even just the abortion laws. It's like the banning them, banning schools from teaching. Well, it's not necessarily that they banned it, but they said it's not like mandatory to teach schools to teach children about um you know black history pretty much mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of fucked up because like black history is a part of american history like yeah whether you want to fucking admit this shit or not our yeah. history is a part of of american history like literally america was built off of our fucking backs so for mm-hmm. our history to not be mandatory in the schools like you can't like you can't not say that shit is not racist. Period. Yeah. Point it's very much point. racist. So yes. yes, and then they saying like they schools don't have to say that the KKK is like a racist, you know, like a racist terrorist group. Like you know, that, that shit alone me- made me want to move back to Michigan. Not gonna hold you. Like I was yeah, contemplating like, is this the state for me? Like yeah, the money good down here, but like it's shit like that that just boils me, especially when it comes to like my history. Because I care about that shit a lot. And that makes me think, like, that specifically with the KKK, that makes me think that there's maybe members of the KKK in the government down there. Oh, definitely. That's That's period. That's anywhere, not just Texas. That's why governors, lawyers, judges, cops definitely are in the KKK, but probably more is more predominant down here than other states. I'm and realizing. niggas be trying to shit on like that. Like when you talk about like the critical race theory, niggas be like, especially well, white people be trying to like condemn like black professors when they were trying to introduce those topics to like the main like school curriculum, like especially pertaining to black history. Like they get it up in arms because they thinking they're, they're teaching like kids about like, you know, anti-white rhetoric, blah, blah, blah. You know how like, a lot of these nationals get. And it's a lot. Texas and Dallas, man. You know it's it's crazy because I would never expect Dallas to be a blue county. I didn't know because when I was there, it's funny, bro. It, it, my my blind brother told me that shit too. He's like, you were just 
you would just casually walk down the street and hear like the craziest conversations about shit. Like we was walking down the street and it was like this two these two guys talking about yeah and I guess that cancel culture shit man has been getting out of hand. <laughs> and it's like you know you know how niggas be like on tip about that shit. I'm like yo I'm like these niggas are like Republican as fuck. I personally haven't like experienced like any racism maybe because it's like the area where I stay in because mm-hmm. I don't stay like in Dallas Dallas I stay like in a city I stay in a city mm-hmm. outside of Dallas. You know, Dallas is big as fuck, so, like, yeah. a lot of this, yeah. like, little cities be having other names and shit, but, like, I personally haven't, like, experienced, I'm gonna knock on wood, you know, because i only been out here for right. three months, so I know what's gonna happen, but I haven't experienced, like, any, like, racist, you know, anything racist, like, I haven't been, I haven't seen, like, a Trump supporter flag or anything down here. Yeah. Now, when I go out to, like, the outskirts, like, the real outskirts, because we have to drive to, like, Louisiana one time because we went to the casino, yeah. I see that shit when I'm, like, driving out towards that way, but, like, in Dallas, I've never seen it yet. I'm gonna say yet, because I know it's gonna come and I know it's gonna piss me off, but, <clears throat> yeah, I personally haven't seen it. Thank you. Yeah. So... Yeah. <clears throat> That's why I'm, like, happy. I, I really am blessed to live in L.A. Because I feel like I don't think that it doesn't exist here, but I feel like it'd be very strange to see something like that here. Yeah. Mm, very, very strange. Just with how L.A. is set up. And L.A. is pretty huge, too. But just, like, I just feel like California in general, very blue state. Very, very blue. Yeah, you know, that's um, big as fuck. But Texas is also big yeah. as fuck. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's just, like, you know, you get... You're going to get, like, different sizes, you know, the coin. The same coin, because Democrat and Republican for sure the same coin. But it's different yeah. sizes. Mm-hmm. Be on that. But all righty, all righty. So let's talk about the main topic today, the big fish. Um, we're talking about, oh, wait, no, no, no. I misspoke. Let's let's backtrack. CLB. Uh-huh. CLB. Champagne Poppy, you trying to talk about that nigga? My God. <laughs> My God. Hey, light, hey, man, to the light-skinned niggas out there, we've been winning. Oh, Shots my God. So, let's just, <laughs> so first, let's just, let's Not give it. All. Yeah. You gotta stop saying that. No, 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 but seriously, though, no, no, C- no, CLB finally dropped, bro. Like, niggas, Drake said it's set in stone, and it was set in stone. He announced it. Dropped the cover with it, and then he just dropped it, man. You know, man. I know niggas was waiting for till midnight for that bitch to drop, but he did push it so back. That was. Yeah. He spent this. Yeah. I was, like, surprised. Darren texted me. I was, like, well, so first, Darren called me because we were, like, waiting till like, it came out. Mm-hmm. And the exact moment, like, we were on the phone, he's, like, oh, 2 p, 2 p, 2 a.m., uh, what was it, Eastern time? Yeah, he said 2 a.m. Like eat. this motherfucker. But I was like, that's and 11 then, for your ass. Yeah. <laughs> but look, <laughs> mind you, I'm still, I'm still on the Detroit time zone, so that shit feels like 2 a.m. Um, yeah, yeah. Niggas had to go to sleep and shit. He over here like waiting and shit. But no, nah, niggas listened to it. It was a whole shit, but man, I... I okay, I, wait. How do, how do you so let's, about- let's do, our, let's do our, our first listen ratings. What do we think? Uh, you go first. First listen, I really okay. Like the first few songs, I was like, okay, this is it. 
But then, like, when I kept listening to it, I'm like, okay, this is just another Drake album type shit. <laughs> no, for real. I was like, okay, just another Drake album. Yeah. So, like, second listen, I only listen to, like, select songs like Champagne Poetry. I like that song too sexy, though. Like, I don't know why, but I like that song. <laughs> um, so, what would you rate it, though, out of 10? I would rate the first listen probably, like, a 7. Wow. Okay. First listen. How many times have you listened to it? I haven't listened to it in full again. Okay. No, it just selects like the songs that I liked on that first listen. That's the songs I've been listening to. But yeah, it's yeah. I feel like you know, it's I'm not gonna say overrated, but like it's another Drake album. (laughs) Drake, you know. Darren, what's your rating? First listen. That's that's how it be, man. No, I want to hear. Actually, oh, I, I, I want to hear from you for real. First, listen, okay. Champagne Poppy. I'm gonna give you a 8.5 actually Ooh, because I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it and I feel like this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Like, I wanted <laughs> another, and we'll get into that later too because there's like this argument over growth, but like, this is what niggas begged for, so it's like, man. You can't really be too mad, but um, uh, but like uh, I, so I I liked it. I liked the songs. I did listen to it fully twice, um, but I, pretty much like this, I got my my song. So I'm just gonna name the songs that I liked. So I like Champagne Poetry, Poppy's Home, TSU. Oh, yeah, I like that one too. Uh-huh. yeah, Poppy's Home is really good. TSU. <laughs> Yeba's heartbreak, because you know I love Yeba. Yeba is the she is the shit. She has the vocals. Um, Knife talk, race my mind, fountains, get along better, and the remorse. Damn, nigga, this whole album. That's not the whole. The the album is twenty one songs. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is nine songs out of twenty one that I listened to. but yeah i gave it an 8.5 because i did like the new songs i liked that tsu was ear candy um and the fact that i wanted another drake album this is what i wanted just because with scorpion it was different but like it wasn't what i was used to and so i wanted this album and i I want him to grow I, i want him to grow i want something different but i think that i needed this drake album before yeah. he did something different because he i was so dissatisfied with the collection of scorpion so all i'm gonna yeah. say is this album wasn't better than nothing was the same we take care sorry mm. yeah, it wasn't better <laughs> yeah it, it was, was about the same. Hey, hey look i'll say this it's it's only been out for it's been out less than a week like it's been out less than a week you know niggas are just starting to digested starting to hear starting to feel it you know over time i feel like drake's projects i'll give him the, that that enough like his projects growing you a lot more than a plenty of artists yeah. you know niggas have niggas shot on views when it first came out that's they thought that shit was horrible i still shut but, on i views. love you though that's, <laughs> i liked it when it first came out though but a lot of people didn't but scorpion got the slaps on it if you think of the, the track list of Scorpion, you could think of it as like an album, but like with Drake, he did the double sided shit. And Scorpion he was like, feels like a mixtape to me. Lens. It kind of do, especially since he kind of treated it like it was like he can he can go back and do whatever he want with it. Like especially when he was beefing with Kanye back then in twenty eighteen, <laughs> his first half of the that album and this Kanye the whole <laughs> this Kanye and Pusha T the whole first half of Scorpion. 
and it sung on the second half. Niggas was like, what the fuck is this? But now the niggas was just like letting what it go. Like, but now I'm like, well, Drake, I'll say for me, let me preface this. I am a huge Drake fan. I know I said last pod, I am a Kanye West super fan. Drake, I am a huge fan. You just bet how it felt for me to see two of my favorite artists of all time. It hurt me. It that definitely hurt. Funny me. as fuck. It's funny. Are you the funny? It hurt me because it's so unnecessary for these two niggas to do it. But I give yeah, Drake I so, much, so much props. I think he helped pioneer a whole new sound and rap, and he's remained in the lexicon of hip hop since. Ever since he came out to in 08. like he's been grinding since '06. Uh, but ever since he came out in 08, signed with Wayne and shit. That nigga has been on an upward trajectory. He's been all the way at the top since. I'll give him all of that shit. No, man, like for real. This album was was a big was was hype, man. Like when I listened to that shit the first time, man, I really really liked it, man. Like I can't lie, like when I when I turned it on, like, this shit, I was like, especially that first song. I know, I know, that's spoke on Champagne's poetry. Like honestly, bro, yes. that shit, from the beat to the bars, I thought I was about to get. As soon as I played that shit, I was like, oh my god, this nigga is about to go stupid. As soon as you hear the beat, you like, oh my god. And you hear this nigga come in talking about, I've been hot since the birth of my son. I'm like, oh, hell no, this nigga's about to go stupid. That was a beautiful sample of Masego, too. Oh, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. I was, I was oh, that's good, because I for sure was wondering where that shit came from. I was like, it was yeah, Masego. Like, no, I, it took me a second, because I'm like, because yeah. I knew the track was Masego, but I'm like, is this the Masego feature? Because I was looking at the track list, I'm like, I no. thought it was going to be, but oh, okay. He hell sampled no. Navajo by Masego. Yeah, no, I found I found out about that shit. No, that was good. No, but then going into Poppy's home, which is a cringe ass title, but it was it was still a good song too. It was kind of like you know I like the little Nikki cameo. I wish she had a verse to go along with it. Okay, she said niggas gonna have to start doing child support the other way. You got to pay me to be my fucking song. Period. What's your rating? What's your rating? I'll get my rating. My first listen was in the headphones. I ain't listen to it on the speakers, but I agree with this. It's like the Drake is Drake project. I feel like this is just some Drake shit. Mm-hmm. I'ma kind of go with for me first listen since I really liked it though. First listen, I'll give it a, probably an eight out of ten, but that's not how I view the album though. So like yo, you you said the first listen, so I probably like and even with that first listen, let me go back to that first listen. Going on Twitter or going on social media during that time is always a, a moment. But I'll mm. give Drake that as well. He knows how to like kind of break the internet and get everyone to listen, like and talk about the album. He gave the girls mm-hmm. they, they captions. He gave he, sure he, okay, wait the records. he gave the toxic records that niggas can kind of rap to. I know I read a tweet that said Drake is for pretty girls and niggas who get hoes. Agree. Like that mm-hmm. shit. Like it, it, you listen to that song, you'd be like, I, "This all this shit is relatable." Like you kind of yeah, because you were for sure. You had sent me something. And you you said I'm too sexy for something. I'm like, okay, enough drinking. Oh no, bro, that shit. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Hey, look, I also get a shit. Even though I already listened to it that first time and shit, it passed the club test. 
close and I was at the clubs, I heard way too sexy a total of 20 times that whole motherfucking weekend. I was like, damn, everybody's throwing this bitch on from the cars to the clubs. And I am on this beautiful woman's Snapchat dancing my ass off the way too sexy. So I'm not better. <laughs> that shit was amazing. What clubs did you go to down here? Uh, I want, it was, ooh, one was called Dibs. Mm. Uh, like the ice cream? <laughs> yeah, like that shit. It was called Dibs. And I was like kind of a darty type shit. And I went to another club the night before. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, niggas abused that shit. But yeah, like I do sexy for my eyes. It was it was it was gonna go up, but you know it's Drake. So like Drake I feel like this <laughs> album and he said it in the description it's toxically masculine. I mm-hmm. think that straight men are gonna be very insufferable for a minute. It's really. <laughs> oh yeah, he gave it, he gave it to us, man. But like, bro, he made. I think the light skin straight. straight man. He, made the, song, the, he made the album for light skin straight man. Uh, not light skin. I say no, nah, bro. It's you know, my LB Charles. He dark skin. That nigga was fucking with CLB just as heavy as 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 the rest of us. It's niggas in general, and like you know, you got the songs with the where everybody in the fucking industry also got a song called the industry. That was stupid. But whatever. Uh. Yeah, I also on this album though. Like this shit wasn't like I said the first time was an eight out of ten, but that's not my final mm-hmm. score. I feel like Drake. Oh, my delivered. final score is a seven. Oh, a seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like yeah, cause I listen to like I listen to like mm-hmm. when these projects, especially for Drake, and I have some like a lot of respect for him. And I'm gonna listen to his shit. I've listened to it through about like at least four or five times now, and of course I've listened to like different like my favorites and shit and whatnot. And I think I kind of came to a good enough conclusion. Even though I did say before, you kind of need to let a Drake project grow. With CLB is a little different. I think with the amount of promotion, like the heart in his head, the the mixtape prelude, the Dark Lane demo tapes, the video that in October. And I love Dark Lane demo tapes. He said he was going to come out in January. He pushed it back nine months to September. Um, it's just what if it was always supposed to come out? out? I don't, I, he would I, either way, like it, it's he did. He, if it was supposed to come out this time, he did kind of say, like, when he didn't drop it, he said, Hey, look, I broke my leg. Remember, he broke his foot and then he had COVID, that's why he had to change the heart shit in his head. So, like, yeah. I don't think he would lie about that. I think he just fucked up and he pushed it back. Like, it's a six studio album too. You know how he fucks fucks with the six, like the number six and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you would think like yeah, he's, you would think like when CLB, and it's called Certified Lover Boy. That sounds like he's gearing for a classic, and he said it before. He wants niggas to be like, "This is my undeniable classic." And for but like, it's not. And like that's what I say for the product that we got and all that shit that happened to lead up to it. I I don't see it as that. I I think I wanted a more cohesive project. Like I mm-hmm. think I think. I think like like a narrative in a sense, like a see what does it mean to be a certified lover boy as a thirty five year old man? You about to yeah, be thirty. Yeah, I thought he was gonna old. talk about more like his life, like being a father. All like time. exactly yeah. like that, and that's the growth that you was talking about. And I know you you made a point about how y'all niggas want the old Drake and shit, but this nigga thirty five. He's he's <laughs> rapping about the same shit he was rapping about when he was twenty four. 25 yeah. like like this is the here's same shit. like him at the time here's what i'm gonna give y'all some context so <laughs> darren me and darren were talking and basically and myself included we were all like oh i want another 
regular Drake album, album. I want something like that we're used to because everybody hated Scorpion. And then he does exactly what you niggas asked for. And then everybody's on the Twitter, no growth, no growth. So but look, nine so months look. ago, y'all niggas was like, we want this exact album. So it, it, it oh, look. was laughing oh, look. at me. It made no oh, sense. Look, Drake, so, Drake, so Drake songs, so I'll give you that. I give you that. Niggas wanted old Drake. Everybody wants the old version. And that's that what shit. you got. Like, and now. I always go back to that shit. But, I gave, but I gave you got to look in the context. Like... But you got to look. You also got to look in the context of artistry, bro. Like, this is his sixth studio album. And he's and he pushed this as to be like this is supposed to be like this is my class this is my this is my magnum opus from where I'm at right now this is probably the top magnum the, opus top, this is the top <laughs> of the top he's gonna be at and he like this is what I'm gonna give y'all as an artist I'm gonna give y'all something that y'all ain't never that y'all that y'all like y'all y'all gonna appreciate I can get a mixtape from Drake if you read this is too late it's one of my favorite Drake projects and it's a mm-hmm. mixtape. I can get, I could have had COB the songs that a collection of songs that I got, which are great individually. I still don't give that off. Like Drake is always gonna get his place. He always gonna outstream uh, whoever. Like he always gonna be that nigga. But like for an album, I expected more. I can get that COB songs as a mixtape and be satisfied. I feel like I would have been like, okay, we if we had this as a mixtape and it was called maybe something different and it was like it's kind of promoted as a mixtape, we would have probably been like, oh yeah. But as a this album, definitely gave me mixtape. It definitely gave me mixtape vibes. Mixtape like I didn't vibes. get that story, and I know y'all talking about one of the topics, you mm-hmm. know, about comparing. But like, I didn't get that. Like, when nothing was the same, because like that's my like top five albums that I love, like oh. from artists. Period. But great. like, I love that album. Too. I that's didn't get that. Like, album. like in that album, it gave me a story, like type shit. Like I envisioned a story with nothing was the same. But this one is. It gave me mixtape vibes. I feel like. Yeah. I, I didn't Here's really get happened. that story that an album is supposed to give. Here's what happened. This is what happened. I'm going to use an analogy. What do you want from dessert? Oh, um, could I have some ice cream? Here's some ice cream. Why the fuck would you give me some fucking ice cream? What the fuck, bro? No, I need some growth. I need something, some, some, some uh, new dessert. That's a reach. But that's you just asked me for ice cream. Yeah. Just, that's a fucking reach, Jay. No, I ice cream, ice cream too. You know it's I a reason. And you being an artist yourself, you can kind of get what niggas are saying, like, in terms Look, of just like, I, yeah, I get what yeah you can get like, you, bro, you get what, what I'm doing. saying is people are being hypocrites. It's like, don't act like you didn't ask for this. You definitely asked for I don't like this. This, was, this wasn't necessarily asked for. I get Drake every time. Like, I can go back to old Drake projects and they still hit the same. Why do I need another mm-hmm. collection of songs of him doing and talking about the same shit? Him having right. those same songs. Like, he's going to give you the introspective records. He's going to give you the bangers. He's going to give you the timestamp. He had the timestamp, the 7 a.m. shit. This is how you're going to give to everybody else. We get it. This is what Drake is going to do. And, yeah, this is another iteration at his current age of what he's doing right now. But it's like, I, I feel like, obviously, he's an all-time great to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to explore more musical depth. depth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and look, I, I'm like, not saying I, I'm not saying I don't disagree. I agree with everything that both of you are saying. But my beef is with the people who are saying that, but are yeah. also were like that were like, oh, I want something that was like this, or I want another, just another Drake album. That's who my beef is with. How are you gonna say both? Like you, you, like how did you want growth, but you also wanted the same thing? Like that doesn't make sense to me. No, I feel mm-hmm. but no, I gotta give it as my overall right now. Probably like a six point five to a seven out of ten. Yeah. 
maybe oh. it's like close, like it's more. <laughs> as a project as an album i love i love i got my favorite songs too i think the first half is stronger than the second half of the album starting with the yeah, intro and that, and that when that bitch came on i said this is ear candy the yeah pipe down was great and father was not around Mom tsu was not around and and you know how much drake loves texas being at dallas that weekend i definitely felt the, the drake love Niggas I'm love I can't lie. So like, hey, look, it passed the test. It's gonna give. It's gonna hold niggas over for however long it holds niggas over because it's Drake and Drake gonna do what he do. He 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 did hella numbers. He already out out streamed Kanye, and that's another thing. <laughs> he also let he still let Kanye. He said before he was dropping out, "Hey yo, I'm about to turn it into Universal. I got 24, bar, 24 more bars to write, and then I'll be done." I know exactly what 24 bars he wrote. If you look on that 7 a.m. The Bridal Path song, uh-huh, I yeah. read that whole time. He added 24 bars. He even went on a radio show the next day after he dropped the album and the the about on it. Niggas was talking about that shit too. Drake has been a Drake and my boy obsessed with each other, bro. And it's got so. Would you say in a way that they? Would you say in a way that Drake needed Kanye? No, I don't think he needed Kanye. Kanye didn't need Drake. <laughs> and I think Kanye already fucked himself up. He already got a lot of bad. Kanye himself already has a lot of bad will, especially in the black community. Niggas do not care about mm-hmm. Kanye as they used to. Yeah. His rollout was just a, already a bunch. Uh, it was already a series of like. He his, tried to his, go on tour before, before he dropped he went on tour before the album went out. I thought it was cool. like, But at the end of the day, niggas heard no, the album was already. Bad. So when it dropped, niggas was like, no, I think it was cool in the terms of like how much money he made out of that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hella cheese. He, he, did, he ended up prowing up off of it. And it was smart. Hey, and, and the th- he chose with it kind of coincided with his life right now. That's why I kind of be like, okay. That's why I kind of favor Kanye's I listen to the project. And let me tell the rest of you niggas that didn't even press play on Donda, you cannot say COB is better than Donda unless you listen to both. <laughs> You can be like, hey, I want to listen to CLB because I don't give a shit about Kanye. That's fine. But nigga, you can't say one that shit. And that's a perfect and I understand that's all that's a perfect the- segue into our next our next thing. Exactly. I feel like because I also He's said this when me and Darren were having our debate. I don't think either album is better than each other. Like to me, to be completely honest, I think that these are two completely different albums that are kind of like you can compare certain things because it's rap but it's like two different worlds so it's like yeah i feel like within this generation and me and you talked about this desk that people are always comparing shit to one another comparing this to that comparing you know apples to oranges when it's like an apple is not yeah. gonna taste like an orange and an orange ain't gonna taste like an apple at all and it's like we can't just appreciate the the work for what it is and that i don't know that's just really annoying to me because it's me as a musician when i'm listening to music like if i hear a rihanna song that i really like i'm not really thinking about oh like this doesn't sound like that lady gaga song or this doesn't right. sound like you know uh i feel like I, th- I think that's just like that comparison thing especially with artists man like that's just always gonna kind of happen especially if you come up in a similar era you make similar art or like similar music. We'll say music specifically, like, like 
Like you can think about who are people like Beyonce has been compared to when she was coming up. It's like, like Beyonce compared being compared to Leo or Beyonce being compared to yeah. Mary Ashanti, J. You cannot yeah. compare them because they are not. First of all, nobody's on Beyonce's. Maybe Michael Jackson. <laughs> Maybe yeah, Michael Jackson, but... no for... <laughs> like, come on, don't say no, maybe. <laughs> don't even Michael Jackson like that. We talked about that too. Equally... That is the greatest living performer alive or dead. So, you know, that's another alive. conversation, though. The greatest living performer alive or dead. Go ahead, Dex. I was listening, but you know, like, I forgot what I was saying because I was, I was talking oh, about the can't be <laughs> like, Yeah, you're saying uh, that you can't really compare. But yeah. yeah, you can like you can't compare because they're they're not in her caliber. First uh, off, like you can't compare a a, a star rated vocalist, vocalist to somebody like Mary J. Blige. And I love Mary J. But, yeah, she makes great music, but but like yeah. she does make great music, but vocally it's not there. But, but, at, the same, <laughs> but at the same time, you all but it have just like doesn't even make sense to even compare them because it's like share my world does something for me that like some like some Beyonce song just will never do. You know what I mean? Like exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's different. Go it's ahead. definitely different. That's what I'm saying. It's definitely different, but I definitely like you will always have the other side too that's just like I'm gonna bang Mary J more than Beyonce because more of those songs like you said the Beyonce song. And then you just start thinking about overall do you say Mary J is better than Beyonce? No, like commercially critically you can't say that but to somebody they might they're gonna compare those artists because they're always compared mm-hmm. and they're gonna, the, they're gonna put them you know head to head if they have more songs from one artist uh than others it's gonna be like that and you know people have like... a hard time letting like you know their favorite people don't have a hard time letting their favorite artists like you know face some criticism that's what mm-hmm. you see with and, the, and i feel like this might show. be a reach but I feel like a lot of people that do that comparing of artists and stuff are people who don't have like an expanded music palette. It's niggas that listen to the same shit all the time that are like, oh, like, let me compare this. But it's like, you don't even know like what is even out there. Like shit Mm -hmm. that I listen to are artists that have like never even been heard of. That's like, we have a whole segment on the podcast, Jay Sleepers, because of that fact. Like, you know, like I feel like people need to do more to expand their palette and then they would appreciate music more. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree with that shit. People don't, they definitely don't as much as I want to use that. Like people like back in the day, maybe like a you know kind of appreciating music more, and that artists like drop music a little more or less or a little less frequently than it is now. But that's just it's like we're kind of living in a microwave era now. Like we're we definitely are living in a microwave era. Fast music, quick, we can consume. And you know, if artists are coming up, like even now, everybody just lack, lacks creativity. That's what yeah, it is. And the really people do. that are creative, like if music is capitalized, like mm. it's not music anymore. Me and Jay were just talking about this, but nobody makes music anymore that's like mm-hmm. for the soul, like that appeals to the soul. Everybody makes yeah. like, like some of these mm. rappers, like even some of these rappers that's out right now, like this one rapper, I forgot her, her name is Enchanting. She like mm-hmm. a Dallas rapper, but like mm-hmm. she makes like the music that she makes is com- like the commercial music that you would normally hear like on the radio, you know, like Megan Thee Stallion type right. shit, you know, City Girls type shit. 
But like this girl is really freaking talented. Like she can sing and everything. Mm -hmm. But like I just feel like people aren't appealing to like what they like. You know, like what? what how can I word this? I can't. I can't figure out the word. Oh my god! They're not but playing like, into their strengths. They're like yeah, you know. they're not. They're yeah. playing to what's making money. Music is about money now. It's not about yeah. and that's you know so what people sad. love. And it's, it's not it's about what's coming sad. from the heart. It's about money. And I hate that shit. Because that's why I only listen to, like, underground rappers or, like, underground artists. Because, like, I just can't get with, like, this commercial shit. Like, when I listen to music, I, I got to listen to shit that my soul loves. I'm sorry. I can't listen yeah. to all this shit that's on the radio. Because it be sounding the same. And I hate to sound like the old people. But it's mm-hmm. fucking true. Like, no, it sounds yeah, the same. I, agree. Right. I feel like... Back in the day, music was an event, and it was funny because me and Darren, like, we were talking because I'm, you know, in the middle of, like, making my album, and I was playing some tracks for him, and he's like, oh, like, I see the type of, like, songs you like to make, and usually the songs that I like to make are, like, ear candy, shit that's gonna make you feel, not just, like, the lyrics, because the Mm -hmm. lyrics are a part of it, but, like, it has to be both. It has to be a, a whole event. I like to, I want to make an epic sound. That's like when you hear, like, I don't really know, like that shit sounds like a, I don't know. Like I wanted it to sound like an event, like something that was really big that was happening. And I feel like mm-hmm. people don't make music like that anymore. So yeah, that's that pay, that's paying attention to detail, the art form that just, you know, that's kind of something that's lost. But I even say like with hip hop, you're going to get comparisons more, more so than a lot of other genres. Because it's just like you coming up, and it's already competitive type of field. So mm-hmm. like when rappers are coming up, you know, if you're coming up with a certain class with somebody else, you know, some people saying that they better than you is going to ignite something that like now nah, I gotta kill you on some on a bar <laughs> shit. Like I, mm-hmm. hopefully not in real life, but a lot of that shit can get to that. But niggas is talking about, hey, I'm a, I'm a out rap you, like I'm a out rap you, and that's just how it is, and you know. Especially if you like, if you're good enough to be considered as oh, a contender for the greatest of all time, like a goat, and if you got somebody else contending to be a goat, like we could say, well, Drake, Cole, and Kendrick, those are probably the three in our generation that came up that might be considered that a lot of people probably consider as a goat. And they'll always be compared because they came out in the same generation. Not with this album, J. Cole just released though. And I'm going to see him, but like, <laughs> I'm dead. I like those shit. I, I think he had the best bar so far out of Drake, Kanye, and Cole. Cole for sure. Had Tyler had a good album, though. Hey, look, I was trying to tell you, hey, no, no, hey, look, Jay, Jay was trying to hold Tyler. When I said, "Hey, no, yo, I was I, really? not trying to hold Tyler. I think Tyler, I think Tyler had a better, I said, I think Tyler had, to, had a better album than Drake. I didn't listen to Tyler's album, so I can't really agree or disagree, no, I'll say, but I'll, say, I'll have to listen to that and album. And what I said, what album. I said was the comparison. What I said was that goes. might be right, but Drake's album has more replay value, so that's what niggas are gonna yeah. say was. Oh yeah, you, know. you gonna hear that? And yeah, a lot no, of people I, like I who listen to Tyler, like a lot of people aren't like on the type of wave or like that mindset to like listen to Tyler. Like Ty- Tyler is an acquired taste. Like you gotta like be like. Yeah. Uh, open to listen to him, like type shit. Right. Like he's not somebody that everybody will listen to. Yeah, you. And listen that's to the like type it. of artistry that I love. That's why. That's why I appreciate Kanye West because Kanye he West should. is not making something that sounds like what's out for the most part. Tyler is not making something that sounds like what's out for the most part. Frank Ocean is doing his own fucking thing. They're I need not him trying to come out with to, an album. You know. 
Hey, somebody said if Frank dropped, he would sell Drake and Kanye for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. It's Frank yeah. Ocean. I think Frank is just just built different. But no, that, that that's why I give Drake. That's why I'm like Drake, bro. You're an all time great. That's why I'm saying like that other shit. I'm like you're looking at all your contemporaries, all the people you even looked up to. They're having albums that are like either genre defining or like narratively where they at in their life and it's like creative and shit like that. The soundscape is different. I just want Drake and he experiments obviously on 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 a, like an international sense. Like he acquires like different flows and shit uh, from different regions uh, because it helps his pop appeal. But I think he can he can build off that and make some songs that are just like weird. And they still kind of will go. And they still will go up because they're Drake. Like niggas got to give Drake that. He has to give himself that benefit of the doubt. He has to be like, look, I can do this, instead of being like, look, I'm on top and I'm doing the same shit and it's work, and it's gonna work. And I feel like It'll the work. most successful people are not even worried. They don't give a fuck. Look at Beyonce. Beyonce don't give a fuck about what Rihanna okay. is doing or what yeah. Carrie Hilson is doing. Beyonce is okay. doing what she's doing. Okay. And that's yeah, why I'm she's the motherfucking the the greatest. That's why she's that's the fucking I think, greatest. I think there's a lot of artists. Look, when that, you stay in your lane, look. When you stay in your lane, that's how you succeed. We was talking that about that bad. earlier. Beyonce, she she makes us crave her. Okay. I'm dead. Yeah. I don't know. Some artists like take that to heart, but a lot of artists definitely do agree with Beyonce. What did Beyonce like, even say? She said Beyonce said in her interview. She said, "If you aren't." entertaining enough with the own like being authentically you then maybe you're in the wrong business if you have to try and compare yourself to other people or try to like do this and that maybe you should rethink being in the entertainment industry mm -hmm. she said that no I mean, but like, it's like at the same time, nobody really values their artistry anymore like a lot of these artists do not value artistry anymore like nobody putting in the word like beyonce did so Somebody out there and yeah and that's why people, and, and that that brings me to normani like people talk so much shit about oh like this was that and it's like because people don't put work like normani put work into that music video she gave us scenes yes. and shit based off of her lyrics nobody's doing that you're right no yeah she's doing it i forgot job. about normani doing a good job it's they put into their music that's out in the some are in the mainstream, some are underground, some are local as fuck. But there is definitely artists that, that care about their art form. And there's definitely a lot of artists that don't need to because they got enough appeal to Look, make I'm money. putting my coochie in my album. Wait, wait right. until it comes out. Just wait. Okay. Not it's gonna Gucci. be a minute. And I, I just I you do want to say this. <laughs> it's gonna be a minute. It's gonna take time because I get it. It's gonna take time. But wait. Yeah, y'all gonna get uh, it. Y'all gonna be like, he put his coochie in this album. Yo, Bucci. My Bucci. <laughs> I hate it. I I prefer Bussy to Bucci. Bucci, Bussy. Bussy. Oh shit, man. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Right, I well. guess that's like. I guess we into our our next segment. I know this this is new, but we. Slapper trash. Oh wait, wait, wait! Um, no, no, no! We didn't talk about transitions. I thought we did a little. No, not, too much. not our personal ones. Damn, we talking about comparison. This bitch gonna be long. All right, y'all getting a long well, today. I mean, it seems that way because we had technical difficulties, but it'll be fine. Yeah. Hi, y'all. Yeah, just warning you. Look, whenever we have a guest, just expect for it to be long. 
but it's good conversation. You can't say that this shit's been long and boring. You can't say that. No, I don't know. Periana. <clears throat> but yeah, so going into, and we'll, we'll try to make this quick because it is it has been a little long. But um, so I wanted to talk about transitions this week and a realization that I had, um, just because we all have been going through transitions. Des just moved to Texas, just had a baby. I just moved to Los Angeles. Darren, um, he's been in Ohio for a minute, but he just started a new job. Um, and so it's transitions are a part of life, change is a part of life. And I don't know, I think that we expect it to be, let me just talk about like my realization because I came to LA to pursue my acting and my music, right? And mm -hmm. I think that like, because we're in an age where we, it's an instant gratification um, age, we expect things to just come quick, quick. And we yes. don't realize that the transition, like that has to take place first. It has to, you know, we, we have to like let things marinate and also put in that work. And mm -hmm. I don't know, like, when I got to LA and I wasn't like instantly acting or instantly doing this, like I felt like I was failing and that's kind of fucked up that like I had that mindset that like, wow, like I'm failing because you know, I'm not doing this when I only had been here for a couple fucking days. I hadn't even been here a week and I was feeling mm -hmm. that way. And it, it, I came to the realization that it's going to take time. Like I have, I just got here. So that's check. Now I got my car. That's another check. Now I got to start working and saving up money. Like that's all a part of it. And it's all going to take time, but like, it's all going to happen to how it's supposed to. And I think another thing too, like for me personally, like I have to, and I think a lot of people do this just because it's the industry, but a lot of people equate like oh like being casted in something or being in this play as doing work or having work and to a certain extent yeah that is work you are putting in work but i saw this video with don Cheadle and he was just talking about like how even to be an actor if you're only doing it to get those roles or to do that to like show for your work like that's not really you're not really going to be successful. You're either one, not going to ever get the opportunity to have that. Or two, if you do, are you, if you are lucky enough to get that opportunity, you're not going to know what to do with it because real work is breaking down a script, reading new plays, the, the character development, building yourself up, taking classes, learning different mm -hmm. things that, that is also work. So it's all like it all, it's all encompassing. You can't take shortcuts if you really want to have the best product. So that's like the realization that I've been coming to. Yeah, no, that's mm -hmm. real, man. And that's, and, and you've touched on some good shit. Like it really, it's a process. Like you, a transition is like, it's a process. You don't immediately just kind of snap into a different mode. You kind of need to build mm -hmm. up that. And you know, like we're at the point of our lives, all of us, like, like we're just, we're starting to like, we're, this is a whole new chapter. Like, like school is like a you know distant past type shit like now we're just this is our future and you know and, and transitions man they're not easy like they're mm -hmm. tough. like being like you talked about being homesick like yeah, yeah. like it, it can get like that and i can say for myself like 
moving to I mean I only moved to Columbus, like it's not far from like Detroit or anything, but you know, it was still some like a new environment for me. Right. And it's still like, away from home. You're not from Ohio. Exactly. So like I was away and shit. So it's like I, I started to, you know, definitely like embrace that at first. But you know, over time it starts to get, you know, you start to get different feelings about it and you go, oh, okay, like what am I doing? How is this is this right for me? Am I am I enjoying myself? Am I doing things right? And you know, we kind of overthink in a certain capacity, especially when it comes to something that drastic. Like mm-hmm. something new. Um and it can get scary, but like it's it's if you got faith in yourself, man. Yeah, I know for me, I'll be like, if I got faith in myself, I know I can I can do well. Yeah. You know, and you know, being and I I went to Ohio for a job, and it's funny because I now left that job and I have a job <laughs> in Michigan. So it's you know, it's like crazy, but you know, luckily it's remote. But that transition was a whole nother, you know, animal. I had to go from like a like a physically laborious job to like a mentally laborious job like it was like a definitely a transition on like how I went about my day how I went about doing my work how I went about you know being mm-hmm. a, you know where I work now what that feels like and you know shit it's just so many things to think about and I think with transition it makes you uncomfortable before you get comfortable and I think that's what scares a lot of people, like, especially when moving out of, you know, moving to a new state and stuff, you know, when you feel like so many people are, you know, comfortable that when they feel that uncomfortable, being feel them being uncomfortable, they feel like it's not for them. And that's why a lot of people like, you know, move back home or, you know, it d- just doesn't work out for them. But for me, me being, because I've been homesick, you know, only person that I have down here really is my sister. And, like, you know, she has her own life and shit, so I can't really, like, you know, bombard her with all my shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I came down here with my family and, you know, being a new mother, because, you know, I have two kids. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, because out of all of us, I would have not expected you to be the I would have never expected in. myself to have two kids, a whole fucking family type shit. I would have never That's expected wild. that shit either. Not until I was, like, in my late 20s, so to say. But, like, yeah. being down here, especially being a new mom, like, with TJ, I did not, like, experience postpartum, like, being sad, being depressed, or any of that. Like, I had, like, my relationship problems, but, like, that wasn't shit to what the fuck I'm feeling, like, down here. Like, I just feel so isolated and, like, every day, damn near, it's like, damn, was it really meant for me to come down here? Or, like, damn, I really want to go home, but, like, mm-hmm. a little voice in the back of my head is, like, you know, just stick it through, sis, because, like, your change and that transition you know that transition like you're not at your fullest potential right now like you're just getting started and like so many people have been telling me this like my sister like so many people and so i feel like i'm getting off topic a little bit but like this is not this is this is all part of it like i feel like me being uncomfortable down here has really been making me want to work harder like especially being down here like I haven't been working, but, like, I've been making money down here, like, <laughs> for real, like, you know, so yeah. I just feel like 
you know, I'm just going to just stick it through. If you feel like, just see this shit through, bro. If y'all feel like it's yeah. not working out for you, you feel like it's not meant, just see it through. Because it's just because you're uncomfortable. And being uncomfortable is good, especially when you're moving to a new state. So, And look, I'm an example of that. I moved here with no money. I mean, I have money, of course, but like not a lot of money and no job. And within a week, I got a job. I'm interviewing for another job, too, that is, you know, a little bit of more money. And I got a car. If I if I would have gave up and was like, oh, I can't do this, like, and I really couldn't have. I signed a lease, so I'm fucking stuck here. So I had to see it through. But, like, if you, you know, I I really feel like you got to see things through and just realize it's. um, It's temporary. It's definitely temporary. temporary. Yeah. And if you let it, if you let that shit break you, it will definitely break you. Like, like I was saying this shit earlier. I don't know if it was to Jay or somebody or my little sister, but like shit happened in life to either make you or break you. And everything is either a blessing or a lesson. Like even like you, like the worst fucking shit can happen to you. Like this happened to me so many times. I lost jobs and I'm thinking it's the end of the world, but then I had a better opportunity and I'm getting paid more and treated better at that job than the one that I was fired from. So, mm-hmm. and then, like, even with good shit, too, you know, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but, like, sometimes even with good shit, it can either be a blessing uh-huh. or sometimes it's bad shit in disguise. But, you know, just see that shit through, bro. Stick that shit out. Like, life is all about challenges, bro. Like, you know. Nothing in life comes easy, like, especially, like, being out of college and shit, I realized, like, in college, I had that, I had shit come to me so easy, like, to where, it was kind of a struggle when I graduated, for real, because I was so used to things coming to me so quick, and so easy that, like, I had to actually, yeah, I was baby, so, like, when I had to see that, I had to actually work for that shit, like, it was a very uncomfortable experience. Like, I was, you know, a little depressed. I still, you know, get a little sad from time to time because, you know, I got two kids and being out of college and all this other shit. You know, I, sometimes I you get depressed. Like, yeah, and it's not even that. Like, sometimes I look at other people, comparing myself to other people, like, oh, well, they got this going on in their life. Like, why am I not there yet? But, like, my older sister says, you know, God puts everything in front of you for a reason god puts things in place uh-huh. for you for a reason because like i didn't like my dream to come down here to texas but like i always wonder like why you know why can't i thought i was going to move down here like as soon as i graduated but it didn't work out like that and i was really fucking depressed about that so <clears throat> and i was like why am i always broke why am i always this and then i start seeing money coming in and unexpected money as that that i never not just no stimulus shit but just money randomly right. type shit like it was getting scary at one point in time because to where i'm like damn something about to happen to me because why the fuck am i getting all this money but <laughs> yeah like god was putting shit in my in front of me was waiting to put shit in front of me for a reason so and that's why you can't really compare yourself to anybody you're on your specific journey the way that yeah. your life is supposed to go. You can't have what they have because it's not meant for you to have. This is an affirmation that I say, and I've been starting to say it, and I'm just going to share it with y'all. Yeah. Say this when you wake up and say it when you go to sleep because I believe in um, manifestation and affirmation. The affirmation is 
I don't chase. I attract whatever mm-hmm. belongs to me will simply find me. Mm-hmm. I started saying that affirmation as soon as like I felt like how I felt when I first got here. Two job offers, a brand new mm. car. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So. And that's how I felt. Like when I was moving down to Texas, it was so fucking stressful. Let me tell y'all. So mm-hmm. I had a little hoopty whoopty whoopty, and I thought I was gonna drive that bitch seventeen hours to Texas. I'm over here. <laughs> Why, as soon as I'm going to get it fixed, or like I, as soon as I went to go get an oil change, that bitch engine engine fucked up. Motherfucking car started smoking. Uh... I'm like, what the fuck? This was like a week, two weeks before we had to move to Texas, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I about to do? And then I. So I'm like, okay, you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to see if somebody will take this car off of me on Facebook Marketplace. I'm thinking in the back of my head, no, it's not going to happen. Somebody bought that bitch. So I got money for her. <laughs> I used that money to go get me a new car. Ended mm-hmm. up getting me a new car and drove that bitch 16, 17 hours down to Texas with no problem. And I was just wondering, like, what if I did try to attempt to drive that car, that little whoopty hoopty oh, down yeah. to Texas? Yeah. That bitch would have broke down. Like, God was really trying to help me. And I really, and in that moment when the, my car broke down, I was like, wow, like, why is all this bad shit happening to me right before I'm trying to make this change in my life and god was like this is the reason why sis because i'm trying to get you a new car so shut yeah. up and i got get my it. new car yeah. sometimes you just that's gotta how i feel about my job that's how i feel about my job divine timing definitely yeah. and it's and that's from that story that's how i learned that nick is in detroit to buy a car everybody's looking okay. to buy a car. i i she you sold yours the same day that you put it up right the same day that's what the exact same thing that happened to me because I was I was on the phone. Des had called me. It was like 3 a.m. She's like, why are you up? And I'm like, because anxiety. And she's like, bitch, same. And I'm like, and that's when I told her, like, I didn't really have a lot of money. I like needed to have at least rent saved up. And she's like, if you don't go fucking sell that car. And she told me that story. <laughs> and shit, I sold my motherfucker the same day, too. And Nick, Henry was gone. He was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody. That's the thing I love about Detroit. Somebody need a car. For real, every somebody yeah. in the city no, needs a car. Need and Henry's thing. a good car. He runs really well. I've had Henry for a couple Look, years. Look, my car was smoking. I'm talking about blue smoke. Like <laughs> that <laughs> shit was smoking, yeah, making sounds. Like I'm and thinking that this bitch about it. to explode, and somebody bought it off of me. No hesitation, yeah. drove that bitch off. Yeah. So we say that. To, so yeah, we say that to say. Trust the process and mm-hmm. just take your time. Take it day mm-hmm. by day. Don't try to rush it. When you try to rush things, you tend to overthink and then you'll stress yourself out. And it's mm-hmm. normal to be stressed. It's normal to be stressed, but don't overstress yourself by thinking about things that you don't have control over in the moment. Just just be. Like we yes. did the big, the, for, for us moving, that was the hardest part. Yes. And actually getting here. Now that we're here, it's time to just put in the work and do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right, Darren, now it's time for Slapper Trash. <laughs> uh, my favorite shit. <laughs> nah, yeah. Slapper Trash. Yeah. To this. But basically, uh, we have a segment called Slapper Trash where we give a topic and then we say if we feel like it's either a slapper, like a slapped experience, or a trash experience. This is trash. So, for mm-hmm. example, like threesomes. 
slapper trash. Some people will probably be like, slap, this shit, slap, blah, blah, blah. I did this, this, and that. People be like, trash. I was nervous. I didn't get to do nothing, blah, blah, blah. This shit sucks. Blah. <laughs> I didn't get to do nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like, blah, blah, blah. I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. You know, you just, whatever you just say a topic. And then we just say our opinions of we uh how we feel about it basically. But uh yeah, okay. Jay, you want to start? Yeah, I can start. All right, slap or trash? Ooh, wait. Ah, uh, uh, you put me on the spot. Let me see. Slap or trash? <laughs> um, a key fob is that slap or trash? Like having a key fob act over an actual key for a car. I'm slap. gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say that the slap, <laughs> just because like keys break, keys get stuck and shit, and then like with the fob, they usually give you more than one, and then like you know you just boo doo with the button and shit. Um, okay. Yeah. Every most start, you can start your car up, and because it's hot as fuck down here, so uh, you had a car already cold for you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably say a slap. I never had no fucking key fob, so I wouldn't know. But I usually had the keys and shit, put it in, and, and that'd be fine. But I can definitely see like shit getting stuck in a key fob. Mm, sounds like you need to upgrade that car, baby. <laughs> hey, look, niggas, niggas gonna get that shit. Broke boy problem. Give me, give me a motherfucking maybe a year or some shit. I'll see where I when I get my shit. But it, either way, key fob probably does seem like so. I think you might have trouble with the battery though. I don't know. You might run out of that battery, so you have to change it, right? Yeah, not if you have like, two. I mean, and those much. batteries last a long time. You said yeah. what? <laughs> they last. Yeah, those batteries last a minute. If you have a car with a fob, you have a good battery. Hmm. But what if it's a used car and then they got a used fob? It's still a car with a fob, even if it's used. It's still a used good battery. It could be a bad battery at that point. I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's elitism. It's like, no. Elitism. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I got me a five, so if I'm elite. All right. Let me see. Can't nobody call me elite, though, because look at the bank account. I'm not I'm not an elitist. But, yeah. <laughs> Even when I get that bank account, though, I'm not going to be elitist. But, okay. Who's All next? Right. I'll probably say, for me, slapper trash. Sleeping in church. Uh, I see. I, I bro. I feel like every time niggas be in church, every time I had church on Sunday, I was just unbelievably tired. Like it was a new tired that I never experienced. Like People the other days of the week. And then when you get into church, sometimes <laughs> niggas be just going off, and you like, yo, I'm so exhausted. I'm about to just rest. How to do like little positions to make sure you don't get caught a little bit, but they all you always get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas, the show always trying to say, I say that's just what you're saying. I know, hey, look, hey, look, I am a Christian man. I love, I love God, I love Jesus, and church is amazing. But sometimes, man, that's just slap. I can't hold you. Just sleep in the church it hits <laughs> because it is different because you're so tired, and that sleep, once you get up, if you get to sleep a good amount. You'd be like, damn, I feel mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So I don't go to church. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I don't think it's like 
trash, but I don't think it's slap either, but I have to pick one. Um, I'm going to say slap because I really don't think that it's trash. If you need some rest, get that motherfucking rest. The Bible's going to be there when you wake up. So, okay. Yeah. You like 22, like sleeping in church. I, the Bible's still going to be there when I wake up. Okay. <laughs> They're going to look at you like, yo, you're tripping. Because you drove oh. here. Okay. Look, <laughs> I get tired by listening to people talk too much, especially if it's, I'm not going to say un- like unengaging talk where I'm not talking back to you. Like just people just like talking to me. Yes. Like it makes me sleepy. I don't know why, but. If I couldn't go to sleep and I had insomnia and I needed a way to make myself go to sleep, that would be one of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Look, God, God knows my heart. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. If I fall asleep, God knows my heart. So my I'm going to say. Among slack. the congregation. So there you go. Yep. You said it was what? That's, I slap. said slap because, look, God knows my heart, but. You know, <laughs> girl, girl, late. You gotta lay your head on something, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's your turn. Slap or trash? Which one? Mm. Let me think. Oh my god, I was listening to y'all and I did not think of anything. Who I'm being put on the spot? Okay, slap or trash? Uh, relationships. Having a significant other, mm-hmm. I will say, slap and trash. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me when you heard it. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, like yeah, it has its benefits. Um, you know, want to come home too. Sometimes you have someone to vent to. You have somebody to cuddle with. But it's the sharing shit for me. I am so stingy. I hate having to share my food. I hate having to share my snacks. I hate having to share my bed. Like, oh my god. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't I, I, that's something I'm gonna have to get used to because sharing a bed. It's like when you think about it, it's kind of uncomfortable, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Put on the bed you got. Oh, it depends on the day. Like, if it's a day where I need extra hug, then yes. But, like, if it's a day where, like, it's hot or I just don't want to be bothered or I'm, like, on my period or some shit, do not come near me. Like, just let me fucking sleep, bro. (laughs) 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 Type shit. Like, just let me sleep. Then it's the sharing the food shit that I just can't fucking stand. Like, bro, you do not have to eat everything that I eat. Like, a little bit more, man. It'd be times where I'd be having food. Girl says she's not hungry. I get the food. Now she hungry. I'm like, yo, you just told me you wasn't hungry. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the fuck? No, you can't get shit because it's my shit. But no, I mean, I mean, it's your, it's your significant other. So I understand. I don't know. For me, I probably yeah. say, I ain't been in many relationships. Um, I ain't been in many, so I don't know. I might, I'm gonna get mine kind of quick. I'm gonna say it's probably, probably slap, but I'm gonna say trash for me because that shit just do not be panning out for me. I'm going to say, but I'm gonna say slap. And the reason I say slap is because I think that 
everyone, whether you're damaged, whether you're not damaged, mm-hmm. whether you're toxic, whether you're not toxic. I think everybody deserves to have somebody. Like everybody deserves to have definitely love. for and sure. I think yeah, and I and I think that like even if there's highs and lows in a relationship, like I feel like having the 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 opportunity to be in one that's a experience that's a part of life and mm-hmm. that's something that I definitely want to experience in my life so I would rather experience that and than not have it so I'm gonna say slap but I would say it's only more it, it, it's only slap if it's more highs than lows because I can't be in a draining ass relationship where it's more negative yeah. shit happening than yeah. positive shit so like only only yeah. if it's more highs and it's more positive shit and we building each other and, and it's not feeling like I'm you know I'm getting drained right so yeah it's gotta be fulfilling yeah, I don't know yeah that's that's a commitment and you know that's a whole nother topic yeah well, next next podcast <laughs> right <laughs> well i would say let's do one more but this podcast is already pretty long so i think we're good with just the one slapper trash but thank you again des for being our co-host this week yes, you are yes. amazing this was a great talk i'm gonna just you know give you a round of applause okay you already know <laughs> already know what the fuck it is. Okay, it's your girl. Death Definitely have me again. Okay? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Season 2 is coming, so you know. Period. Yeah. But yeah, as always, you can follow me at j underscore good in 98 on Instagram if you want to send us topics uh, about being or what's different shit to talk about on the cat on the podcast. Let us know. We'll entertain it. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, all you got to do is ask us. Because um, I've had a few people like, oh, why well, haven't I been on there? And I'm like, you never asked me. Like, if you want to be on this motherfucker, put in that initiative and you'll be on the motherfucker. So, yeah. So that's my at J underscore good in 98. Yeah. And, you know, follow me at Ness Satter, N E D S A T U R N, Ness Satter. Um, yeah. Okay. And follow me on Instagram at I period am period dense. <laughs> I'm so ghetto. <laughs> I love it though. But yeah, thank you guys for listening this week. We'll be back next week with episode nine. Oh my god, the ten all today. New episodes so- left. Yes, great sir. Too, bro. The experience. <laughs> hey, look, the experience. Hey, they must be crazy too. Yeah. Yep. I'll definitely yeah. be listening. Yes. <laughs>